Welcome to episode 19 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 19, she shoots, she scores. We'll go one-on-one with Toronto six-star defender, Lindsay Eastwood. Get ready for more girl power. Father and son will share their top selections for favorite female athletes. Want to hear us chirp? We'll go gold, silver, bronze for bird-inspired athlete names. And we'll head for home on episode 19 with our special segments, All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 19 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening! Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy March, everybody. Welcome to episode 19. And uh, Ashton, happy March to you, my friend. A magnificent one at that. How are you? I'm feeling amazing. Amazing. Here we are, uh, close to the end of March at the time of this recording. And uh, how has March been for you, my man? I mean, obviously, we, um, we've gained some, we've lost a little bit of sleep. But we've traded that for some yeah. for some more sunlight and daylight. Spring is in the air, my friend. Yep. Um, w- because of daylight savings time, I get a bit tired because I have to go to school every morning. But it's fine. My body's adjusting t- to it, so it's a bit better now. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I always find it, too. It takes you a little while to sort of kick it into yeah, gear, like right? Yeah, three days. Yeah, yeah. Least. Three days. Uh, as you get older, uh, my man, uh, it'll take a bit longer <laughs> to get the motor going. But, uh, oh, nonetheless, it's great to have you on episode 19. We hope you're all doing safe and well. Um, hard to believe that March represents a lot of things. And, I mean, uh, we, 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 we are uh, in the pandemic. We remain in it. And, Ashton, yep. it's hard to believe... It's been a year since we had to transform our show in a way. Yeah, we've uh, we've done pretty much some of our podcasts in the recording studio at the Brampton Library, but now we do it here at home. Well, that's where we started, right, everybody? Yeah. And all, all our great listeners and fans, we so appreciate your support here on Champs and Chums. And uh, yeah, I mean, everything... Before March of 2020, Ashton, we had the uh, the benefit. Shout out to all of our friends of the show at the uh, at the Chincuzi Recording Studio here in lovely Brampton. But yeah, um, Champs and Chums has gone through an incredible transformation, a change, and all in a great way, Ashton. Right? Yeah. Can you believe it's been a year since we've been here at Studio 32? I know it's um. Well. I wish we could go back to the recording studio. We've had uh, great memories there. 
We sure have. That's where the early beginnings of Champs and Chums was for sure. But uh, let, let's get on with uh, a few more sort of March notables, of course. I mean, yeah. uh, you've returned to school and how's that going? And, and more uh, more so, why don't you share with the listeners um, uh, how your report card did? How did you score, my friend? Well, I mean, for math, I, I was a bit, you know, here and there. Um, cause it, you know, math, when, when, when you get into different subjects, it takes a while for you to understand the concept. So I got an A minus, but, um, I got lots of A pluses and lots of A's. So I, I think I did pretty, pretty good. Well, not only just pretty good, you did magnificent, right? And, and, and mom and dad are, are very proud of you and, uh, an A minus in math. I'm thinking of back of my old days as well too, where it was real tricky for me. So uh, well done, kudos to you, and uh, on, on that great accomplishment. Right? It's all about putting in the work. Right? Uh, yeah. You know, in the classroom, outside the classroom, on the field, off the field, on the ice, off the ice, on the court, off the court. That's all the champs and chum spirit. Right? So great job on that. Right? Um, so beyond school, though. We've kind of pulled out, uh, out. We went into the we went into the uh, shed just in the in our lovely backyard. Yeah. And we started getting out some of the sports uh, tools, if you will. What what's to why you share with the listeners um, what we've been picking up more of here now that the, there's a bit better weather and a lot more sunlight out. Well, we've been playing hockey, but uh, we're not playing uh, ice hockey. We're playing in our backyard, so um, we basically get our sticks we got our mylaka balls and we um have our net and we have weights that are 25 pounds so it holds the net down if it's a bit windy now let's describe this for the listeners we're not actually using these 25 pounds weights to to pump Mm -hmm. pump some iron and and grow our muscles we're actually using it because it's been quite windy this month right yeah but man i gotta tell you everybody uh, ashton shot I'm really impressed, Ashton, at what you've been able to do. Uh, you are going roof daddy, uh, top corner. You have must have put a, a several miles per hour, or KMs, I guess, here we are in Canada, on your shot. Uh, what's, what's the, why is all this, um, how has all this happened? Have you been practicing, actually, uh, throughout the winter? Because you've been really good. Well, um, I started watching... Um the Maple Leafs, and I I tried to, like, do what they were doing. So now I have a wrist shot like Austin Matthews, and uh, I have um, slap shot, and I have a, I, I think it's like a flick shot. Yeah, I have a flick shot. Yeah, yeah, a little snapper. Yeah. A little snapper from the top of the, top of the, uh, top of the circle. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I'm kind of wondering it as well, too, because you're right. Uh, here we are in, in lovely Brampton, Ontario, uh, 905, as it were. But let's not forget about, you mentioned the Leafs. The Leafs are in the six, but I've seen you sneaking in some great video watching as well, too, of the Toronto six. I mean, we're yeah. talking a powerful hockey team. And why don't you share with the listeners our tremendous guest that we've got coming up later on the show? We have a uh, we have the Toronto Six 
defenseman Lindsay Eastwood coming. Star to defender show. Lindsay yep. Eastwood. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, she's had an incredible career, a real inspiring story, Ashton, as well too. So I think you've been sneaking in videos of watching our special guest, our best of guest play. Have you not? Yeah, I have. So I've been uh, just like trying to, you know, like study Lindsay Eastwood and. Um, I I've been watching. I have watched videos before class, before my class started in school. So it's good I got a little like um, you know, like um, studying for her to for so for the for the time she comes on. Well, she is uh, now I would say an honorary power girl. You yeah. know, so impressive. Such great hockey. If you haven't had a chance to check out uh, the NWHL, uh, Lindsay Stars on that. She's a def- defender for the Toronto Six. Check it out. And in fact, at the time that this recording is dropped, Ashton, it is the prestigious Isabel Cup yep. that's taking place. They and... play again because they announced that they're going to like redo the match. So well, yeah, I mean, they had some COVID, uh, you know, protocols to deal with too. But so glad that that they've renewed their efforts to play the Cup Toronto Six into the Final Four. Lindsay Eastwood, our best of guests, you'll hear her. Make sure you check that out a little bit later on the show. It's uh, an interview that you don't want to miss. A real inspiring story. Uh, of Lindsay Eastwood, um, who starred in the NCAA prestigious uh, Division One with Syracuse University, the mm-hmm. captain Ashton of the team, um, had a rare medical condition, uh, an autoimmune disease that uh, there was only Ashton a five percent less, less than five percent re- chance reverse. Yeah, totally. But in the in the in the um, unexpected miracles category, it did. And uh, you won't want to miss that one. That's Lindsay Eastwood, our best of guest. Good stuff, Ashton. Well, listen, uh, let's get in to father-son free-for-all rounds one and two. And we got some real um, important ones uh, and and real fun ones that we're going to do, right? So let's get off with father-son free-for-all round one. We'll get off to it right now. And we are going to, you know, here's the thing, Ashton, this month uh, is, a, is an extra special month uh, for profiling the great things that women do, Yeah. right? Uh, in sports, in the, in the uh, boardroom, in all facets of life. It's International Women's Month. So shout out to uh, all our listeners um, who uh, are big fans of, uh, of sports, women in sports, Women in business. I mean, you know, Ashton. It, it you know, the success and the um, of women uh, is not only just registered in one month, right? The uh, it's 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 year round. Um, why do you think it's so important for for um, for women to have these great opportunities to to shine and show what they can do? And let's let's take the sports category to it. Well, uh, I think it's uh, great uh, to play the game of sports, no matter what gender, male, female. You, you, you both pl- pl- you would uh, play amazing sports like hockey, basketball, baseball, 
all of those sports. And I, I just really think sports has been an impact in my life. And and for the fans out there, I I, th- I think sports has been one of uh, you, your guys' impacts uh, in your life too. That's right, Ashton. Great words about that, right? Opportunity for everybody. Sports gives that opportunity. And you may, you can see evidence of that, not only with all the great performances that's going on uh, on the court uh, or on the ice. Uh, Lynn Lindsay's example, certainly on the ice, some incredible hockey that's going on. But look what's happening too, like even at the leadership level. I mean, uh, only just a few months ago, the first female general manager um, Kim Ng and the Miami Marlins made that hire too, right? So yeah. um, these are just things that should be household. They will continue to uh, to happen. And uh, we're just so proud that um, we can spend a little time in father-son free-for-all round one to recognize favorite female athletes. So Ashton, w- as we always do, listeners, we're going we're gonna to go... Uh, Bronze uh, to gold. Bronze, silver, and then our gold. And Ashton, it's over to you for your bronze medal for favorite female athletes. My bronze medal is Cassie Campbell. Great selection, my friend. Tell the listeners a little bit more about Cassie Campbell. Uh, she was born November 22nd, 1973. She is five feet. Uh, five foot six, and sh- her position was left wing, and her shot she shoots with the sh- she shoots with her left. Yeah, well, those are some real important vitals for her. But look at her, look at her, um, uh, her success, Ashton, as well, too, right? Let's let's share with the listeners this. I mean, okay, she's I'll got she's got many gold medals. How many gold medals did she win at the Olympic Games? Let's see. One, two, One, two. three, That's right. four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight medals. Yeah, well, more more medals than that. But of the yeah. gold variety, she two gold medals, 2002 Salt Lake City, 2006 in Turin. And then she has a handful of gold medals, of course, representing Canada at the... In the uh, IF, IIHF World's Women's Championships. Right, women for Women's World Hockey Championships. Uh, so... Uh, great selection, and actually, not only is she great um, uh, on, has she been great on the ice, Ashton, and not only has she been great off the ice, of course, serving as as captain and leading the team as one of the top players, she actually's um, done a great job on Hockey Night in Canada as well, too. You've seen yep. her on television. I have. Uh, she's been an amazing um one of the amazing broadcasters she's uh you know uh played in that and she's played hockey and now she's broadcasting it and grew up in brampton yep our hometown our home city of brampton so uh and and you you actually uh have gone to uh, aquatics let's say swimming you've gone to many things here in community there is a beautiful sports community center named right after her um why don't you talk a bit about that well there's a place in brampton called cassie campbell uh recreation center and basically i used to go swimming i used to 
At one point, I played basketball there. Yeah. So it's actually very fun. I think、uh, you guys should check it out. Great stuff. Online. Well, well, we will. That's Cassie、yeah. Campbell, favorite female athlete by Ashton. That's her bron- her his bronze. And now we move on to Dad's bronze. And I'm gonna move from the、uh, the ice hockey rink to the soccer field because my bronze medal is Christine Sinclair. What a th- great pick! Oh well, thanks, Ashton. Yeah, Christine Sinclair, one of the、um, top athletes. Um, that has played、uh, in Canada, not just soccer. Everybody, I mean, she is a tremendous leader, known worldwide, of course, for her big accomplishments.、Um, she made her debut on the senior national team at only the age of sixteen. Ashton, right? And、um, when you think about her decorated career internationally representing Canada, she scored a hundred and eighty-two career international goals. That ranks her second all time. Right among active players,、yeah. uh, you know she's been so successful competing、uh, for Canada. She helped them win bronze, those back-to-back bronze at the London Olympics in 2012, Rio in 2016. She was inducted into Canada's Walk of Fame.、Um, she also was the first ever soccer player to win the Lou Marsh Award as Canadian Athlete of the Year. So. Those are amazing accomplishments and、um, just a real trailblazer for、uh, for Canadian women's soccer. One of the top athletes all time in her sport amongst Canadians. Christine Sinclair is my bronze medal. Ashton, over to you with your silver medal. My silver medal is Penny Alexiak. Great selection. Tell、uh, that's your silver medal. For favorite female athletes, tell tell the fans a bit more about Penny Alexiak and why she's your silver medalist. Well, she was born in in June thirteenth, two thousand, and she was born in Toronto. And her height is one point eight me eighty six meters. Yeah, she's a real tall girl for、yep. sure. And her strokes are freestyle and butterfly. Yeah, she she's definitely. I mean, she captured the captured a nation, right, Ashton? I mean, we all、uh, can't forget what she did at the two thousand and sixteen Summer Olympics in Rio, right? She became the first Canadian to win four medals in the same Summer Games, and she was the country's youngest Oli- Olympic champion,、uh, winning a gold in the hundred meter freestyle, a silver in the hundred meter butterfly, and two bronze medals. In the women's freestyle relays,、um, that's Penny Alexiak, and、um, you know she actually was、uh, awarded after all her accomplishments in 2016 at the Olympics. She won the Lou Lou Marsh Award in 2016 as Canada's top athlete. Great selection, Ashton Penny Alexiak. Okay, over to Dad for my silver medalist, and you know, I I, I think forever. She's going to share a gold, and this was all obviously tough, tough, tough selections for me because she's so、um, uh, she she should be recognized for a gold. So I'm actually almost going to share it. But、uh, my next selection for top female athletes is Billie Jean King, and and she changed the whole sports for a woman. Well, yeah, and that's why I'm saying she should be sharing that gold、yep. medal stage, and I'll, I'll get to my gold medalist after you. 
But I mean, Billie Jean King, as you just rightly said, Ashton, not only was she an incredible tennis player, uh, the American former world number one who won 39, Ashton, 39 Grand Slam titles. Can you believe that? I mean, that is the top of your class for sure. Yeah. Um, but what she did off the court to advance the importance of equality for women, for social justice, I mean, we all can remember that uh, highly televised um, Battle of the Sexes tennis match with Bobby Riggs back in 73, the year I was born, Ashton. So that's a, that's a real long, long way back. But, um, you know, what Billie Jean King to, fo- to find, uh, to be the founder of the Women's Tennis Association, all the things that she did to advance uh, the game of tennis for women and the opportunities. I mean, you know, um, she certainly was uh, the consummate trailblazer. That's Billie Jean King, my silver medalist slash gold medalist. I mean, look at some of these accomplishments, Ashton. 695 career wins, 129 career titles. It's for that, but all those reasons of how she advanced uh, opportunity for uh, women in sports is why Billie Jean King is one of my favorite female athletes. Ashton, over to you for your gold medal in father-son free-for-all round one. My gold medal is Bianca Andrescu. Great selection. Oh, Canada, Bianca Andrescu is your gold medalist. Tell tell the fans a little bit more about Bianca Andrescu. And I actually just found out something. Yeah. So, um, Bianca Andrescu's birthday is three days after Penny Alexiak's birthday. Wow. And they're actually, I think they're pretty, they're, they're chums as well, too. They get along well, so that might be it. Yep. She was born in um, Thornhill on uh, Canada, and her height is 1.7 meters, and she was born June 16th, 2000, and she plays right-handed and two-handed backhand. Amazing. I mean, think about the the run that she has, has gone on as well, too. I know she's uh, battled some injuries, Ashton, but yeah. um, she had a career-high ranking of number four in the world. At one point, it was the highest-ranked Canadian in the history of the WTA. Uh, what about that magical run that she had, uh, you know, in 2019, winning uh, the U.S. Open and yeah. then also taking taking the um, uh, the Rogers Cup uh, as well, defeating Serena Williams. Um, amazing accomplishments for sure. I mean, becoming the first uh, Canadian to win um, the, the own, their own Open Championship in 50 years. And uh, that's an incredible accomplishment. And uh, geez, Ashton, she's, she's so young still. She's, yeah. she's only like 20, 20 years old. Yeah, she's 20. Going to be 21 in a few months, right? So we wish her the best of luck, but she certainly with her just power and, and speed on the court, uh, we, we're hoping for more big things from your gold medalist, Bianca Andrescu. Good stuff, Ashton. Well, listen, it's time for my gold medal, and I'm going to stay on the tennis court. We got some great uh, great selections here. And my gold medal for favorite female athlete is the one and only Serena 
Williams. What do you think about that selection, Ashton? Well, I think that's a very good selection. I mean, she she personifies greatness. She personifies power. What what a resume of accomplishments. 851 career wins in in singles, 73 career titles. Um uh, highest ranking, of course, she ranked number one, was there for, for several weeks, right, in, in, in the early 2002. And it, again, another trailblazer for advancing uh, the importance and all of the great things that women in, in sports do, right, on and off the court. And so that's why I've named Serena Williams as my gold medalist for favorite female athletes. What a great round one that was, eh, Ashton? How do you feel about all that? Well, I feel like we had uh, amazing selections. Well, we had amazing selections, and there were so many more that we could have choose from, right? But um, great stuff. We're going to move on to father-son free-for-all round two. And Ashton, this one has got, uh, uh, I I guess the pun is, we're going to take things in flight, because, you know, with the start of spring, have you, uh, you've been in the backyard, right? Yep. We've heard some birds chirping. Yep. Spring is in the air, right? Warm temperatures in the air. The, the, the lovely melodies of a bird chirping in our backyard is in the air. So we thought, everybody, that we would provide you our gold, silver, bronze for bird-inspired athlete names. So, um, Ashton, over to you with your bronze medal. My bronze medal is John Jay. Oh, from the baseball end. That's right. Jay as in Blue Jay, not Blue Jay, John yeah. Jay. Good stuff. Well, tell tell the uh, tell the listeners a little bit more about uh, John Jay. Well, he was born March 15th, 1985. He bats left and he throws he, he bats left and he throws left. Um his MLB debut was in April 26, 2010. That's right. It's the almost St. Louis tw- Cardinals. That's right. Almost 20, well, over 20 years ago, right? Yep. He His batting average is uh, 0.283. He, he, ha- he got 37 home runs, and he got 340 runs batted in. But look at that, Ashton. World Series champion in 2011 yeah how about that so that's a great selection that's john jay a former major leaguer right and uh, he's had some great teams that he's played for Uh, you mentioned ashley debuted with the st louis cardinals played for the padres the uh the legendary cubbies uh the kansas city royals and it looks like in 2020 he played with the arizona diamondbacks good stuff all right, it's over to Dad now with my um, bronze medal for bird-inspired athlete names. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to go way back, in fact. I'm going to go back to, uh, you know, we've had some r- really great uh, best-of guests, some chums on previous episodes. And I, as I'm talking about this, this um, uh, bronze medalist, I'm thinking of uh, our... Um, our guest, Jerry, Jerry Priddle, who joined us, right, on uh, episode, uh, would have been 13, 12 or 13, and then we had Daniel Nestor, of course, another chum, join us, and they're both big Steelers fans. 
Well, here's my bronze medalist for bird-inspired athlete names, Lynn Swan. How about that one, Asha? Not the swan that you went on at Wonderland in the in the old yeah. uh, what was that the uh, the old kids kids zone, right? Yeah. This is Lynn Swan, everybody, a former NFL star, uh, broadcaster, uh, politician, and athletic director. I mean, boy, boy, oh boy, what a, what a what a great career he's had on and off the field. But uh, he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers from 1974 to 1982. Uh, you know, he's a four-time Super Bowl champion, Ashton, right? He was a Super Bowl MVP. Three-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro in 1978, NFL Man of the Year in 1981. Uh, wow. Lynn Swan, Pittsburgh Steeler great, is my bronze medalist. Ashton, over to you with your silver medalist for bird-inspired athlete names. My silver medal is Dan Heron. Dan Heron, that was quite clever of you. That's yep. right. Uh, as in terms, not the bird, but Dan Heron, the pitcher, right? Uh, why don't the former pitcher? Why don't you tell them a little bit about uh, Dan Heron? He was born September seventeenth, nineteen eighty, and his MLB debut was June thirtieth, two thousand three, for the St. Louis Cardinals, and his last MLB appearance was October fourth. 2015 for the Chicago Cubs. That's right. He ended his career uh, with with the legendary Cubbies. Look at that win loss record, Ash, and over 153 wins. I mean, I I would actually be proud if I had one win in the major leagues. But this guy, <laughs> Dan Heron, had 153, and he struck out 2,013 batters, Ashton. Wow, that's amazing. Three-time All Star, Dan Heron. Uh, is Ashton's silver medalist for bird-inspired athlete names. All right, it's over to Dad, and I'm going to move from the football field for my silver medalist to the soccer field because my uh, silver medalist is a soccer star from the Netherlands, Arjun Robin. How about that one, Ashton? Well, that's a great one because... I love robins myself. Robins are great birds. They're also great soccer players. Robin, <laughs> R-O-B-B-E-N, was known for his amazing dribbling skills, his speed, his ball control. And you should see this guy take these long-range shots, Ashton, right? He was, he was acclaimed as one of the best wingers in the world when he was in his prime. So Arjun Robin who, um, you know, uh, represented uh, the Netherlands so well, whether it be in his youth, his senior career, he moved on to some um, international um, legendary clubs like uh, Real Madrid, played for Chelsea, played for Bayern Munich, right, as well in, in the German Bundesliga as well, Ashton. And he's had a decorated career representing his, his, uh, his Dutch um, nation, uh, played from 1999 as an under-15 junior all the way to 2017, Ashton, playing with the senior men's team. That's 96 caps that Arjun Robin is my selection for silver medal for bird-inspired athlete names. All right, Ashton, over to you. It's now time for our gold medals. Who is your gold medalist? So I'm going to take it to the basketball court. 
My gold medalist is Larry Bird. Wow, how straight up can you be? Larry Bird, the legend, Larry Legend, Larry Legend, as they call him, Ashton. Yep. Uh, tell them about Larry Legend. He was born December 7th, 1956, and um, he, he was nicknamed two names, the Hick from the French Lick and Larry Legend. Wow, we're getting some really, really brilliant information. I'm kind of liking Larry Legend. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love that. Love that handle, Larry Legend. Well, tell them a little bit more about Larry Bird's uh, great career, right? Because he's had some great career highlights and awards. Well, he got drafted in 1978, round one. Pick His pick was sixth overall. And his playing career lasted 1979 to 1992. And his position was a small forward and a power forward. Well, here's the thing, Ash. You don't see it. I mean, he's a throwback, right? When, yeah. When players used to play just for one team. So, ladies and gentlemen, Larry Bird, Ashton's gold medalist, played from 1979 through 1992 for the entire team, the legendary boss Boston Celtics. But let's tell the fans a little bit about some of the awards he's won. Well, he has won lots of awards, actually. Three-time NBA champion. Uh, you've got it there. Uh, yep. NBA Finals MVP. What else? Uh, he has won... Most Valuable Most Player. Most Valuable Player. Three times. What else, Ashton? Uh, he's won, let's see here, he's won, he's won actually numerous awards. There's so much that, uh. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I'll, 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 I'll share some more with the listeners here as you, you get that back up on screen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he was known not only for his offensive ability, but his three-time, he was a three-time NBA All-Defensive. Uh, player as well too rookie of the year in 1980 nine-time NBA first team all-star Ashton what else do you see there I see he was the NBA rookie of the year right. NBA all rookie team and he he threw he won this three times NBA three-point contest champion 1986 to 1988 Eight. Also off the uh, off the court too. Not only as a player, NBA Coach of the Year, nineteen ninety eight, and NBA All Star Game head coach the same year too. That's Larry Legend, yep. Larry Bird, Ashton's gold medalist for Bird inspired athlete names. Now it's over to Dad with my gold medalist, and I got to tell you, I love this. I love this one because I watched this um, this fella um, on the baseball field. Uh, while I was growing up, Ashton, but my gold medalist for bird-inspired athlete names is Rich Goose Gossage. That's right. You know, Rich Goose Gossage. I'm going to call him the Goose because that's how he was known. He was known as Goose Gossage, a former MLB Re uh, relief pitcher Ashton he he uh, had a 22 year sparkling career as one of the top uh, they used to call them the firemen in, in the league right that puts out the fire the, the the stopper if you will from 1972 to 1994 um, Goose Gossage 
was an absolute legend coming out of the bullpen, bullpen, bullpen sorry. Uh, he was one of the uh, dominating modern closers of his time. You know, he had some wild facial here as well, too, Ashton. Uh, if descriptions on radio could show you what what, what I'm looking at right here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that handlebar mustache, wow, that, that's, quite a, that's quite a duster he's got <laughs> going there. But yeah, um, 1972, played for the Chicago White Sox. His, um, his, his last MLB appearance, Ashton, was with the Seattle Mariners in 1994. That was the strike-shortened season, if I remember. Um, 1,502 strikeouts. 310 game saves, Ashton. That's Goose Gossage is my gold medalist for bird-inspired athlete names. What a fun, what a real fun father-son free-for-all it's been. And Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 19. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-Son Fun Talk, you're listening to episode 19 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our Best Of segment. And what an outstanding guest we have in the lineup for our fans this month. Hey Ashton, I got two questions for you, my man. Are you ready to go bar down with our best for episode 19? Sure am. Are you ready to put the biscuit in the basket here on Champs and Chums? Of course. Well, our very special guest enjoyed a prolific junior and U.S. collegiate career before making her professional debut this season. She currently patrols the ice as a star defender for the Toronto Six, Canada's first team in the NWHL. Her name will be forever etched in Toronto pro hockey history after scoring the first ever goal for the Toronto Six. A slick offensive defender gifted with an all-star shot, She played 139 career games spanning four seasons in the prestigious NCAA Division I with Syracuse University and also served as their captain. The native of Kanata, Ontario, not only scored big as an outstanding athlete, but as an accomplished academic. She graduated with two degrees, a Bachelor of Arts in Communication Studies and a Master's in Television, Radio and Film. She has already applied her trade in the media spotlight, covering the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs as a correspondent for the Tampa Bay Times and as an NWHL correspondent with Rogers Sportsnet. Our special guest has also represented Team Canada, earning a silver medal at the 2015 World Junior Hockey Championships. Hockey is deep in her family pedigree. Her father, David, played, coached, and managed in Junior A. Her uncle, Mike, played to close to 800 NHL games, including seasons with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be joined by number 44 in your program, number one in your hearts, professional hockey player, Lindsay Eastwood. Lindsay, welcome to Champs and Chums. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, guys. Thank you so much, and what an intro that was. Oh, well, thanks so much, Lindsay. Well, all, all the credit in the world to you. I mean, this uh, is an incredible resume of accomplishments where Ashton and I are so delighted to have you on episode 19 of Champs and Chums. 
uh, right on the heels, in fact, everybody. And just so our fans know, at the time of this recording, uh, Lindsay is, uh, and the team, the Toronto Six, we're going to get into that fun chat in a sec. Uh, they're going to be competing in the Isabel Cup. So the big championships for uh, women's professional hockey is on the line at the time of this recording. So it's going to be extra exciting having this great father-son fun talk with our special guest. Good stuff. Well, um, uh, Lindsay, we're going to get right into puck drop here and uh, talk about your incredible career, which involves some amazing inspiration that I would love for you to share with the listeners. So dad over here on this side of the broadcast chair, uh, I wonder if you can take the listeners through your early ambitions to play hockey. I think in doing some research, I believe you started hockey at the age of six. So uh, you obviously played at a young age and then can you take us through your early ambitions about um, playing hockey collegiately, national, and now at the prof- professional level? And then would love for you to share your inspiring comeback um, that came uh, as you uh, were in your college years at Syracuse. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you nailed it on the head. I was six years old when I, uh, when I started playing hockey on a team. Um, but I, I've been in skates since I could walk. My parents, my dad had me in the double-bladed runners out on the, the outdoor rink that he'd make, and I learned how to skate out there. And uh, I actually wanted to be a figure skater, but I'd get my brother's hand-me-down hockey skates. So I'd go to learn to skate, and everyone would have the white skates, and I'd be so jealous, and the only one wearing the hockey skates. And my parents were like, no way we're getting you figure skates. And then eventually I, I, uh, I decided I wanted to play hockey and gave up the, the figure skating idea. And, and thank God I did because... I'm not very graceful, so it wouldn't have uh, ended well for me on that front. But uh, then it didn't take long before I I actually fell in love with the game of hockey because I remember it was my eighth birthday, and I was blowing out the candles with the family, and uh, I wished to play in the NHL one day. And uh, my my cousin, he asked me, my little cousin, he said, so what'd you wish for? And I said, I'll tell you when I'm 25. Because I thought that's the age that you play in the NHL. Right. And uh, and then I was 24 and uh, lace, just turned 24 and lacing up to, to play for the Isabel Cup there last uh, or in January. Um, so it's uh, in the NWHL. So it, it was pretty cool how that all came about. Um, but before that, before heading into pro, I uh, I played growing up just uh, I played boys and girls hockey. And then uh, I when I switched over to girls and grade nine and um, played for the Nepean Junior Wildcats and got a scholarship to Syracuse University but uh, and played for under-18 Team Canada there um, my grade 12 year. Got to go to Canada Winter Games with Team Ontario and I was on a high that, that grade 12 year. I was, uh, you know, things couldn't have been better for my hockey career and I was so super excited to go to Syracuse and, and, and play collegiately, which was a huge goal of mine. And, uh, and so I, I was training really hard that summer and, um, it was only like two weeks before I had to go report to Syracuse and I, I had a little pain in my side and it took, uh, took a couple of times. I was, um, I was pretty much bedridden and they found out that I had blood clots in my lungs. Uh, it took like four doctors to diagnose it. And, uh, so I had to go to Syracuse a little bit late because of this. I had to take care of it at home before I went and very thankful that I did catch it before I went to Syracuse. And so I thought the doctors told me, you know, it'd be like about three to six months on blood thinners. We just have to get rid of the clots and then 
um, you, you'll be on your way. And, and so I was anticipating three months, I'm getting back on the ice, like not even the six months. I wasn't, I wasn't waiting that long. I was like six, three months, I'm going to be playing by December. I'll be good to go. And so I, I would go on the ice. I was only allowed on the ice alone with no pucks. So I would literally just beg skate myself for three months and, uh, and trying to get ready to play at the next level. And then I went for my routine checkup in November to see if everything was okay and if the the clot had dissolved and everything and I was feeling good um I was on blood thinners taking care of it and so uh, and obviously so blood thinners when you're on thinners uh you bloody you bleed easier so if I got a cut or if I hit my head you know it could be pretty dangerous because hockey's a contact sport the contact yeah that's right Lindsay yeah yeah so then uh I went I talked to the doctor and um, he said, you know, we, we were trying to figure out why you got the clots in the first place. We couldn't get to the bottom of it. And he said, we ran a few tests and it turns out you have antiphospholipid syndrome and, uh, it's autoimmune and that just makes your, your blood clot easier. So he says, you're likely going to have to be on blood thinners for the rest of your life. So immediately my head goes no more hockey. And I was crushed, devastated sitting there. But I was thinking at the same time, I'm thinking like, I I'm, I can't not be an athlete yet. I'm not done. Like I'm just getting started. And so uh, I'm sitting there. What other sports can I play? What else can I do? And so as I like took that all in, my dad, you know, I told my parents like I don't want to not be an athlete. Like I'm I'm a, this is what I'm bored to do. And um, my dad actually found in the newspaper this Road to the Podium Canada program, and it's for Canada uh, Rowing Canada, and they take already established athletes and turn them into Olympic rowers. And they, I'm six foot tall and I'm athletic. So they, uh, rowing, they love a, a good tall, uh, athlete for it's uh, it's definitely a benefit for that sport. So I went and, and did the testing for that. And they're like, we have big plans for you. And like, we want you in our program. We're going to teach you how to row and all this. And so I, I jumped on with it. And then I called the rowing coach at Syracuse, asked if I could try out. And he said, absolutely come in. We'll give you a two-week tryout, and I made the team. Uh, I never actually got in a boat at Syracuse, but I did train with the team, and it was, let me tell you, it was really hard work. It's uh-huh. uh, it's not like hockey where you, you work hard to go play hard. It's it's a lot of you work hard to work hard in the races. So it's, uh, it's a re- way different ballpark. And, you know, I did enjoy it. I was embracing it. And that summer I went home, and I was like, I was, going to continue with it learn I was on, on the water with my my coach and in the in Ottawa and uh, you know things were going well I finally came to the terms that I wasn't going to be a hockey player anymore and uh and decided you know Rowan is going to be the new path and uh it actually I go for my my one year annual checkup on uh with my my blood um my thrombosis doctor and and he uh and he took another test and he said, and I asked for another test to see if everything, like if I needed to be on the thinner still. And he said, Lindsay, don't get your hopes up. It's less than a two, it's a 2.5% chance that you, you can, you'll get off thinners and it'll reverse itself. And I said, I know, I know, I, I understand. It's just for Syracuse. They want it. They want the documents. So he lets me do it. And then a couple weeks later, I get my results back. And uh, turns out that I, my, condition reversed itself miraculously so I uh the first person I called was my coach at Syracuse and I said 
I, I'm back. I can get off thinners. And he's like, get on the ice. Car he's pointed like all the way to Syracuse then too, right, Lindsay, to get on the ice. So that's amazing. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I hit the ice and, um, you know, I, it was it was tough getting back into it because, you know, you can get in as good a shape as you can off the ice. It's nothing compared to being in shape on the ice. So it was only, I, I hadn't played a game in a year and a half at that point and hadn't been on my skates in oh, almost a year. So it was it was pretty hard and pretty crazy, but I embraced it. And, uh, you know, I ended up having a, a really great career. And actually, another thing is I went to Syracuse for their journalism program, and it, it's a really – prestigious journalism program in the states one of the top ones and so it's really hard to get into and i didn't get into it in my undergrad and i it's called newhouse school of public communications and i i applied three times didn't get in didn't get in but i got a fifth year because i had to sit out that freshman year so i applied one more time for my master's this time and uh, i finally got in it number the fourth time four is my lucky number and, uh, and you know, it, it just felt like everything happened for a reason. And it was, uh, you know, the, the worst thing that could have happened to me turned out to be the best thing. And, you know, so I, I don't regret any anything or, you know, hate that anything happened to me. It, it made me a stronger person. And, um, and everything happens for a reason, that's for sure. I truly, truly believe in that. Oh, what, what an inspiring story, Lindsay. I hear so much as you talk about it. Um, you know, it, it's so many things we talk about in Champs and Chums about perseverance, hard work, um, still believing. And, you know, I can hear just in your most recent examples, you talked about, uh, yes, that prestigious school, the Newhouse uh, School of uh, Broadcast Journalism and uh, what you did there. And then obviously that, that, that autoimmune uh, condition. You're right. I mean, yeah, less than... I think I was reading it was less than a five percent chance that that uh, that that uh, disease could reverse, and and so so um, great to hear that uh, it reversed for you, and you're able to continue with your career. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's continue with this fun father son uh, chat with uh, with Lindsay. Um, Lindsay, um, through that whole time, and I've heard you speak of great people in that uh, first answer. Uh, we talk a lot on Champs and Chums about the importance of mentorship. I wonder if you can share with the listeners um, some of your greatest mentors. It could be family, outside of family. And how did they help you build your success uh, as an athlete and then also as a person on and off the ice? Yeah, yeah, no, that mentorship is very important. And, and from a young age, and you know, I have to say my parents are my greatest mentors. Um, I mean, my dad on the ice and my mom, she's just, uh, she's a great woman and look up to her so much but uh my dad you know he he played hockey at a high level and he loves the game you know he he really helped me along the way and gave me all the tools in my toolkit to make sure that I could succeed at hockey and he knew he knows knew what it take and what it would take to to get there and be an elite at hockey player so I I definitely have to give it to him that he, he you know he really pushed me and helped me become um, the player I am and of course my parents like they they really they've been there every step of the way and they're my biggest supporters I think it kills them right now that they can't be in the arena watching they're uh they're they're dying when I scored my my first goal my I thought my dad would have broken the tv watching that because <laughs> he was so excited <laughs> that's right um, but yeah no it's it's awesome and and you know so Ashton you know cherish these times with your dad because it's uh it's special moments and you know i look back at all the car rides i had with my parents going to hockey and 
it, it, you create a special bond with them and it's, it's really important. And I think I'm, I'm lucky in a sense that, you know, we drive to from Ottawa to Toronto every other weekend growing up. And that's a lot of time I get to, to spend talking to my parents, you know, my dad really got to know me and my mom got to know me really well in those, in those moments. And, uh, you know, luckily my dad didn't give it, give me an earful on the way home from games. He, he knew how to, how to be around me after a game. If I didn't think I played well or whatnot, he, they were very supportive, very positive in that sense, but definitely those car, car rides are super important for the relationship that I now have my, with my parents and I'm moving away. I'm, I don't live at home anymore, but I still, you know, keep in contact with them like crazy. But at Syracuse, I met so many great mentors as well. Uh, the, the list of alumni at, at Syracuse is unbelievable. And um, they they are always in open arms and wanting to help you out. The one that really stands out to me is uh, Sue Edson. She's the head of communication, athletic communications at Syracuse and um, you know, she, I had a conversation with her early on at in my days. I think it was my sophomore year. I went in and asked, you know, I want to work in communications or the media and broadcasting and asked for some advice on jobs and hunting and all that. And, and, uh, she had some great tips, but she also, even today, I still call her up and, you know, if I have a question about anything, she's she's just a call away and she's more than willing to help. She'll, she'll ask me how I'm doing. She says, you need to catch up even if I don't need any advice. So she's been a huge mentor and, um, and an amazing person, not even just for her career and how successful she's been, but also she's just an awesome person and, and so loving and willing to, to do anything for me. So I, I got to give kudos to her and, and uh, it, it's amazing that I, I'm not even there anymore and I can still count on these people, which they're, they're, mentors and friends that, and now family, the Syracuse family that I'll have forever. And, uh, you know, and then my coach now, Digit Murphy, she's a, she's a huge mentor. She, uh, she's been around the game of hockey for a long, long time. And she's a pioneer for women's hockey. She's break, broken barriers for us. And, uh, she's continuing to do it with our team and she's the head coach and president and, you know, she does it all. And, uh, so she's pretty inspiring and pretty awesome person to be around. And I'm, I'm really lucky to, to play under her this year. Oh, that's outstanding, Lindsay. And yeah, you just mentioned it, uh, uh, great people to be around. It sounds you've got like a wonderful collection of people, starting with your great parents, David and Catherine, and all the other mentors along the way. And uh, yeah, how nice of you to uh, to share that advice to Ashton. You, you've got that sense for the past, Lindsay. I could see it when you play on the ice. So I'm going to pass it now over to my chum on the right here, the broadcast chair, Ashton, who's really excited to ask you some questions. So take it away, son. Lindsay, um, I'm going to talk about your top moments in your career, but I think I have one that's in your record books. Uh, fans, if you didn't know, January 24th, 2021, 8.03 in the first period uh, versus the Minnesota Whitecaps, uh, Lindsay scored the first goal in Toronto Six history. Uh, Lindsay, what was going through your mind when you saw that puck go into the net? Oh, I was so excited. I was I was super pumped. I mean, we were it was the first time we had the lead in the game, so I was just so excited about that. I didn't even realize that you know it was the first ever franchise goal. I was just excited. You know, we we were up in the game and scoring any when anyone scores I get I'm just over the moon I'm so excited I get 
I love it. Big couldn't can't wipe a smile off my face, and no, it was it was an awesome moment. Uh, Lindsay, um, what are the greatest lessons and words of advice you got from your parents, David and Catherine, and your Uncle Mike, who played in the NHL and once played for the Toronto Maple Leafs, my favorite hockey team? <laughs> the best advice I've ever gotten is to just never give up. You know, every like I mentioned earlier, everything happens for a reason, and my parents really harp on that. And my my dad, you know, he he he. My parents t- raised me to to never give up on something, never quit on anything. If you start something, you finish it, and you 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 don't half half it. You know, you go all as hard as you can, and until it's done, and even if you don't enjoy it, you don't quit on on your on it. You don't quit on your project, whatever it is, your teammates, your friends, your family. You stick with it until the end. And that, I think, can be brought to so many different facets of life. And I use that in my work. I'm Right now, I'm, I'm working in digital marketing and as a project manager. And I'm, you know, I'm having a hard time. I just got uh, a new responsibility and role. And it's been a tough week. And I just, I, I think that, have that in the back of my mind. You know, you don't quit on anything. You, you see it through as hard as it is. It doesn't matter. And then I also think about that when I'm working out and, have to do the extra sprint and so it's uh it's very important I think in in anything in life and then you know my uncle my uncle Mike is he's been a great great person to have around uh he always reaches out before games or after a big game and you know if I ever have questions he's uh he's there to answer any of them so he's been a great support and I remember when I was heading into Syracuse for the first time I was all nervous about conditioning and and uh and fitness testing and and he said he gave me some good advice just to you know how he would prepare in the summers before he'd go back for camp and uh and and that's definitely stuff that I still think about every summer heading into camp and heading back to school or or uh my first year at the six so it's uh he's been great to have around but the one that stuck by me is never give up never 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 that's amazing, Lindsay and uh, and Ashton. Great questions there, my man. And uh, yeah, Lindsay, we watched that uh, first ever goal you scored for the six, and boy, you, it was perfect. You went top cheese, and uh, that was just outstanding. So uh, thanks for uh, reliving that with not only us but our great fans here on Champs and Chums. Um, speaking of chums, Lindsay, I wanted to ask you a question. And you've been, you know, your involvement and passion for sports it speaks out uh, so great here on 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 this great segment and time that you're giving us. Um, I wonder if you can talk about um, the importance of sports and camaraderie. I mean, through all your your years of uh, competition, um, you know, and even just off air, we were talking about, uh, yeah, you have your own podcast now, right? And that actually is from someone who's a lifelong uh, chum of yours who uh, is playing um, uh, w- with another team in the NWHL. But yeah, uh, just to put a focus from an athlete perspective on the imp- uh, importance of friendship and camaraderie in sports. Oh, my team, being a part of, team, of a team is the best part of playing sports. That's my favorite part. And uh, even, you know, when I was heading into university, I knew going in there that I was going to have 20 some other best friends already, like sisters, you know, I, I and that's made things a lot easier for me. I didn't necessarily have to make friends myself. So then when I was leaving that university, I was like, how do I make friends? Because I always had them just there for me and 
but you know, having those friends and that's those teammates, I think that's, that's the most fun part. You, you do everything together. They understand you. You're on the same schedule, so they get it. And it's just, uh, it's the best part for sure. And something that I miss, I'm not around my teammates 24 seven, although we do see each other at the rink often. It's just not, not quite the same as in university. So I do miss that aspect of it, but that's another reason why I wanted to keep playing after university is because I just wanted to be a part of a team. It's uh, it makes things life so much fun. And just knowing, you know, I have these people to count on and, um, and they're your team is your support system. And as you get older, you really learn that. And uh, it's a, uh, it's a special bond that you have with your teammates and, and even with the Toronto six. So we didn't really even, we had only a handful of practices as a full team before going to Lake Placid because of COVID restrictions. So we had never even been in the same room together because we were always split up into the separate locker rooms. And, and a part of me was worried, like, you know, that might be the only thing holding like that holds us back is that we don't have that camaraderie perfect perfected yet because we haven't been able to be around each other. And it's so important for chemistry on the ice and, and just, you know, trust and everything on the ice and off the ice. So it's, uh, it was, but it came together. As soon as we got to Lake Placid, we were all, we loved each other as a team. Like we, we couldn't get enough of each other. We would, we weren't allowed to have in team, uh, in-person team meetings. So we'd have to hop on zoom. And after the zooms, we'd be, the captains would be like, you guys want to hop on another zoom and play trivia or play games? Cause we just, we always wanted to hang out. We always wanted to chat and, you know, and, and that's my favorite part. I love, I love being a part of a team. And as you know, now that I'm, into the next step of my career, professional career away from hockey, it also has made me think that I want to be a part of a team in, in, in a different way, like maybe in management or coaching, or I know my dream job is to be a sports broadcaster. And I know broadcasting, it's a team, you're a team out there. And, um, and I think in any job, you really are a team. And so growing up playing sports, it's really helped me prepare for that in the real world. Oh, tremendous insights. You're listening to episode 19 of the Champs and Chums podcast. We're talking with uh, Lindsay Eastwood, pro hockey player. This is our best of Champs and Chums segment, Anthony and Ashton in the broadcast chair. And Lindsay, you're so, I mean, tremendous insights about camaraderie, and you're right. I mean, uh, uh, and, and to hear your perspective on how things came together rather quickly for the Toronto Six, even in terms of bonding and being able to come together so quick, especially in the format given uh, the COVID restrictions was just amazing to hear. Um, so thank you for that. Ashton, you've got a, quest- a question for our best of guest, uh, Lindsay Eastwood. Lindsay, who are some of your favorite athletes of all time and why? Oh, that's a tough question. Well, I have a couple. So I, I love, uh, I think this one was kind of been passed down to me by my father. So I've never actually seen him play, but I really like Bobby Orr. Um, I've seen the clips and just the way he presents himself and, and how he, you know, he's one of the best to ever play. So, you know, I've seen, seen videos and it's pretty cool to, to watch him. Um, and then Serena Williams is definitely up there. Uh, she's awesome in, in so many ways. She's, she's a legend in tennis, but she's also such a, such an amazing person um, off the court and, She's breaking so many barriers, and, and it's really cool to see. So she's definitely up there. And then another one would have to be Cassie Campbell. She was the captain of Team Canada in the Olympics, and, uh, and now she's a sports broadcaster. She's on Hockey Night in Canada. And 
she, you know, that she's in the seat that I want to sit beside her one day, you know? And, and so I, I really look up to her and, um, I think she's, she does a great job on sports net and, uh, and she had an amazing career, hockey career as well. So those are, those are probably my top three. Those are great selections. Lindsay, uh, you've had a lots of success in your sports career and your school career. Um, can you share some of your studies that you learned at Syracuse and uh, why learning is so important important for younger people? Yeah, yeah. So I um, my favorite. I took a couple of really cool classes at Syracuse. One class I took was a play-by-play class, and uh, that was pretty interesting. I uh, I had to, you know, I, I had to go out and call play-by-play for football, and I don't really know football too well. I know I watched it. I played touch football growing up and all that in an organized league, but actually coming down to the to having to call play-by-play for it was a challenge. So that was pretty interesting. I really uh, I really enjoyed it when we got to the hockey part. So that was a lot more fun. I got to go and call some some hockey instead, and that was uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and then I also another cool class I took was sports production, um, and so we got to make you know features and and teaser videos of, and it, it was all related to sports. And we had to come up with a story, and and that was a lot of fun. And, and it was in a team setting. We had our groups, and we'd go out and shoot, edit script everything you know if we had voiceovers and it was it was really really cool and I actually got to do a project on my dad and uh in that class we had to do a feature and so we did it on his story on how you know he had dreams and aspirations of playing uh, professional hockey and playing in the NHL and he was pretty close um but he he decided to start his professional working career instead and, uh, you know, so now he didn't get to live out his dream. So he's uh, he's done everything he can to help me live out mine. So we did a little story on that. And that was that was pretty special and a pretty cool moment. Um, so those are those were probably my top my top classes, my favorite ones. But, you know, learning is so important. And now that I'm out of school, I realize how a lot that I learned in school didn't mess, doesn't isn't exactly the way things are going to turn out in the real world, and a lot of it is actually experiences and and how you you deal with experiences and, and learn from it, um, you know, and in, in, in different situations, and so it's really really important, you know, I, I go to to take in every everything you can and not limit yourself to one, you know, I I growing up I love gym class. And I, all I wanted to do was gym, but you know what? Math was really important and I'm learning that right now. I'm not even in a math, like any sort of job with math and I'm using math every day. And I wish I had taken maybe another math class in university or something to just help me. So there's so many, so many curveballs that are going to be thrown at you in life. So don't limit yourself and make sure you're open to everything. Oh, that's tremendous advice. Uh, Lindsay, we just have a few more questions for you. This has been just an amazing segment already. Um, I I wanted to ask you, here we are in March. um, uh, International Women's Day, of course, uh, happened uh, about a week week before uh, the time of our taping. But uh, it just seems it's such a tremendous hallmark time 
for women and sports, uh, quite deservedly as well, too. I, I mean, I'm just being reminded of some of the wonderful accomplishments. Um, just recently, uh, uh, the Miami Marlins named their uh, first general manager, uh, Kim Ng, a female. There's amazing things that you guys are doing in NWHL, what's happening in the uh, WNBA. It just seems like there's a tremendous current going on uh, about the importance um, and uh, that women do have in sports and the leadership uh, on and off the court, the ice or off the field. Um, you know, you are a part of the future. You're a rookie on the Toronto Six. I, I wonder if you can talk about um, the importance of that from an athlete perspective and um, knowing that you're having such a tremendous influences on young girls who are looking at sport and, and looking at that uh, professionally or, or even amateur as well too. Yeah. Yeah. You said, you nailed it. It's, there's been some pretty incredible things that going on these days with women breaking barriers and, you know, getting hired. And it, it's amazing to see. And I'm lucky enough that, you know, I'm just, I'm just getting to reap the benefits of all these amazing women breaking these barriers and, and everything. And, and I've been saying it's the year of the woman. I, you know, we continue to see another woman doing something pretty cool and special. And uh, I think, you know, it gets a lot of attention right now whenever, you know, the first female ref to ref in the Super Bowl or, That's right. you know, it, it's, it gets a ton of attention. I think we're going to soon see that we're going to get to a place where that's not going to be a headline. It's just going to be the norm. And I think that that's important and we're on our way to that. And, and that's going to be, and that's, that's amazing that we're heading in the right direction. And, um, and as for myself, I, you know, my coach Digit Murphy, she mentions all the time how she had to, they didn't have even have a woman's hockey team. And, and she had to, they were, they had, if they did, they had to get dressed in the broom closet. And like, it's just, now she's like, look at the way you guys are treated now. And like, we're still, we want more for you guys. You know, we want you guys to be the equivalent of the NHL and all that. And, and we're going to keep pushing for it. And so um, I'm all in for that. I want to keep pushing for it. And I think uh, the way that I want to help and, and do my part is, you know, give back to the younger, younger girls. I help coach a, a Bantam AA team here in Toronto and in Tobacco. And then also just, giving my all on the ice, giving a good product. So people buy in and they want to, you know, they, they see that women's hockey is worth investing in. And I think we proved that in Lake Placid, we made some, some major strides in the right direction. And I think we're going to continue to see, see uh woman in sports just explode and, and not even just in sports in, in all ways. 100%. Uh, great words, uh, Lindsay. Uh, and uh, wanted to, you know, you're talking about uh, giving back and uh, I heard you talk about and that's, that's amazing that you're, you're coaching uh, uh, a Bantam team as well too uh, in Toronto. Uh, um, at your very young age, you've accomplished so much, Lindsay, you know, accomplished junior career, collegiate career. You, you, you proudly wore the Team Canada jersey. You signed uh, your, your first professional contract uh, to, to play for the Six, and you're an accomplished academic um, with, with two degrees. And then also, of course, the experience behind that too. And as I mentioned at the outset, uh, you, you've had experience already uh, on the media side. Um, what does the future look like for Lindsay Eastwood? Well, I could tell you the dream future. Yeah, for sure. Please, <laughs> inspiring listeners would like to know. <laughs> I would love the dream for me is I'd love to be a hockey analyst um, 
being on that Hockey Night in Canada panel is the absolute end goal, um, or or just being on TV, getting to talk about hockey in general in any way, I would uh, or I would love that, and that's that's the dream and the end goal. Um, so hopefully one day I can get there. Uh, but you know what? Also, I've also been thinking about maybe wanting to be a general manager. That's I've I've been working in project management this past year and it's really opened my eyes to that side of things and, and managing. And I think uh, that's, that's something that I'm really interested in, in moving forward and, and perhaps wanting to make a career in. I do know I, I want to work in sports. If it's, you know, if it's just coaching a, a team in the evenings or if it is that I am working for sports night or TSN or for a team, I think that that would be amazing. But I do. Uh, I love sports. I grew up playing sports, and that's uh, that's something that I want to continue doing. And and I want to keep playing hockey until uh, for a couple more years for sure. I'm having a lot of fun. Definitely not ready to hang them up. Oh, that that's amazing. And yeah, the opportunities are there now and going forward for uh, women in sport. I can only think as I'm hearing you talk about your aspirations for uh, in management. I mean, I think uh, Haley Wickenheiser is involved in player development for the Leafs. Uh, Brittany Donaldson with the Raptors. Uh, yeah, there's uh, just a great, like I was saying, a great currency of uh, of women having tremendous influence uh, on the ice and then and then off the ice as well too in the management ranks, which is which is just amazing. Um, I'm going to pass the puck, Lindsay, to for the last question to my chum Ashton, uh, who would like to uh, close our segment with uh, with a question for you. Lindsay, what advice do you have for young kids who want to be a hockey star just like you? Oh, Ashton, I the best advice I have is to just have fun. Because, you know, if you play hockey to have fun. That's why we all start out playing. And I don't think I, I would, that should never be lost, even as you get older. Um, you you got to always play to have fun. And uh, sometimes as you get older or, or you start playing at a higher level, pressures can kind of take over that. And uh, you, you never want to lose that because I, you know, that it's, that's exactly why we play. And, and I'm having so much fun here at 24 years old, getting to play professionally. It's, it's probably the most fun I've had since I was eight years old playing hockey. So it's, uh, you know, I love going to practice. I love hanging out with my teammates and, and playing in games, I I almost forgot that long break away from hockey this past year because of COVID. It almost made me forget how much I love the game and how much fun I have. So anyone who's who wants to play hockey grow as they get older, just make sure you're always having fun. And if you're not, change it up so you do have fun because it's it's the most important thing at the end of the day. Some great words of advice to end a tremendous segment. Uh, that's Lindsay Eastwood, our special guest, our best of segment for episode 19. And uh, Lindsay, uh, on behalf of Ashton and I, uh, just want to thank you so much for giving your time. We know it's an incred- incredibly busy time getting ready for the Isabel Cup. Um, you know, the training, you're talking about your work and but for, you know, in learning more about your story here, um, well, preparing and then learning more about your story, we're, we're just so um, uh, inspired by, by your story. I, I, I rem- in preparing for the episode, uh, I believe um, in the experiences that you went through coming back from that auto, autoimmune disease and having it turn in your favor, your mom gave you a special uh, charm bracelet and it said, uh, it, unexpected miracles. Uh, was that the case? She she gave you that. 
Yeah, she did. And it was, it was right before I, uh, I got back on the ice for my first game back. Yeah. And you know, so, so the, the, thanks for confirming that. And when I read that story, I was just, and, and listening to you speak and everything you wanted to do, you've answered. And, and, you know, whether it be playing hockey and not letting things get in your way, uh, despite the medical conditions, um, giving it your all um, to play for Team Canada's junior team and then signing your first pro contract to play for the six and all the things you're doing off the ice as well, too. I heard about coaching. I You've got media exposure, too. You have big aspirations. And uh, I have no doubt that uh, as we speak to the listeners here, that uh, you are on the road to more greatness. And just before we sign off, I know my chum Ashton wanted to say a few words to you. Thank you, Lindsay, for coming on the show. We are big fans of you, and we wish you all the best on the Isabel Cup. Well, thank you so much for having me. You had some great questions, and uh, it was great chatting with you guys. Thank you. Amazing. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 19. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy March, everybody. Hope you're having a magnificent month. It's episode 19. It's Anthony and Ashton in the broadcast chair. And Ashton, it's now time for our All Pro Go segment. And just so the listeners know, our All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. So this is an opportunity for father and son to share with you a particular sport. Right, Ashton? And, uh... What is on the schedule for episode 19? It is amateur boxing. Great selection, my friend. Episode 19, all pro go. Ashton, take it away. Contemporary amateur boxing utilize headgear, mouthpieces, and point scoring type of boxing gloves. Uh, containing a white scoring area at the knuckles. Boxers wear athletic shirts, red red outfit for a higher-ranked contender, blue for a lower-ranked. No substance are allowed to be used internally and externally except for water and blood-stopping agents. Amateur boxing is a variant of boxing practiced at the collegiate level at the Olympics Olympic Games, Pan-American Games, and Commonwealth Games, as well as many associations. Amateur boxing bots bouts, yeah. bouts are short in short, yeah. are short in duration, comp- comprising three rounds of three minutes in men and four rounds of two minutes in women each with a one-minute interval. Intervals, yeah. Interval between rounds. Men's senior uh, bouts bouts change in in format of from four two-minute rounds to three-minute rounds on January uh, January 1st, 2009. 
Great stuff, son. That's amateur boxing. And neat to know, like, all the technicalities, if you will, right? I mean, this is not professional boxing, right? This is amateur boxing, as Ashton mentioned, at the that you find at the collegiate, the Olympic Games, Pan Am, Pan Am Games, Commonwealth Games, those that type of category. But um, nowadays, uh, fans, amateur boxing is sometimes called Olympic-style boxing, right? And it's now an official term, though it's not to be confused with Olympic boxing itself, right, which is definitely part of amateur boxing. Um, but yeah, that that gives you a, a sense of um, uh, Olympic-style boxing. And Ashton, we're going to share a little bit as well, too, on some of the awards because, you know, it's not really a title, if you will, in amateur boxing, right? There's an award system that follows gold, silver, and bronze, right, as we always do on our show. Yep. And then... Let's uh, focus on the type of competitions that happen in, in amateur boxing, right? Because it's not just a boxing match, if you will, everybody, that you would come to know in the professional ranks, right? In amateur boxing, there's games, yep. there's championships, mm-hmm. there's cups, yep. challenges, mm-hmm. tournaments. Some of them, in fact, are called duels or exhibitions, right? But um, that gives you a real good sense of uh, some of the, uh, the, the how amateur boxing is structured. But let's now take a look at some of the, the many countries that have had some great uh, boxers, Ashton. And wow, the top of the list here is Cuban and Cuba, oh. right? So there's Andy Cruz as um, uh, current world and Olympic champion, right? Who's a Cuban, Arlen Lopez in the middleweight category. But then we move down the list and we see that there's uh, some great boxers on the amateur ranks from uh, Kazakhstan, Russia, Uzbekistan, um, and Ukraine, and and Brazil as well, too. So some great representation. Amateur boxing is a very international sport, Ashton, but um, let's put this in a focus from a community end because it was just uh, only a short while ago that we actually tried our hands and actually got uh, some real boxing gloves, right, for some fun sparring. Why don't you tell the listeners a bit about that? So we ordered it on Amazon. Thanks, Amazon. Yep. And um, they were Everlast boxing gloves. They're both 14 ounces, so we use them now, and I love them i absolutely oh i've loved them too and just so everybody knows it's just like fun like bouncing against these real and and you mentioned the you mentioned the label and and the brand ash everlast it is it is a brand in itself a legendary brand in boxing and uh it's great exercise too eh yeah yeah lots of great exercise and um it's uh it kind of teaches you a lot about footwork right too why don't you talk a little bit about that yeah, it, it does actually, because when the opponent tries to uh, punch your glove or punch something, your yeah. glove or something, you you gotta know when to move or when to put put your your glove over your face. So these are just things we work on. So well, it's it's been a lot of fun, right? Uh, no, no, and I can say we give me a little bit of a jab, right? Yeah. <laughs> in a fun way, right? As uh, we have that, so we've got the gloves to prove it now, everybody. But that is our all pro go segment for episode nineteen. It's amateur boxing. You're listening to episode nineteen of the Champs and Chums podcast. 
father-son fun talk you're listening to episode 19 of the champs and chums podcast anthony and ashton here so glad that you're with us here for our show and ashton it's now time for our signature segment that's right it is our champs and chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field so everybody as we've done for the first 18 episodes we'll do it again we're going to uh, ashton's going to name his uh, champ i'll name my champ and then um, we'll both name our chums for this episode. So Ashton, over to you for your champ of episode 19. My champ is Lindsay Eastwood. Amazing selection. Our best of guest, the one of the power girls. She is our honorary power girl, Lindsay Eastwood. Uh, great hockey player, uh, star defender for the Toronto Six. Why is Lindsay Eastwood your champ of episode 19? Well, she has an inspiring story, and she is a positive person. Well, she is, and that came across uh, 100%. I mean, you think of all of the... Uh, the, uh, the scenario that she dealt with, with um, coming back from that medical condition, Ashton, I mean, there was a very good chance, as she shared with you, you, our listeners, that uh, she might not have played hockey again, and yeah. she probably would have been on, been on blood thinners lifelong, but that reversed for her, so thankfully, she's so gifted, right, Ashton? I mean, um, you've seen some of her videos. What kind of hockey player is she? Well, beyond she, a championship hockey, but what what, what kind of what kind of skills do you see when she's on the ice? Well, I see a lot of skill, and I see that she wants to give it her all. That she put her heart and soul into this sport. Well, for sure, right? And when you think of her skills, though, right? I mean, she she's, she's talked about it too. She's an offensive. Uh, defenseman she likes to uh you know take some sh uh, shots from the point she's got a, a really great shot uh, evidence of that as well as she she continues to hold the all-time record of most goals scored uh at her her um alma mater syracuse university where she was captain but uh, great selection lindsey eastwood uh who's uh, put on the uh, jersey for team canada She's put on the jersey for Syracuse University, a prestigious NCAA Division I school. And now she puts on the jersey for the Toronto Six. And at the time of this recording, Ashton, we're rooting for her. We're big time rooting for her because she's playing in the in the championships, right? Yeah. In the Isabel Cup. So we're rooting for you. Taylor Swift is rooting for the for the Toronto Six. Uh, that's Ashton's champ for episode 19. Lindsay Eastwood. Okay, over to Dad uh, for my champ for episode 19. And when I uh, share this champ, is it is with some um, uh, some happiness and also some sadness, I must yeah. say, Ashton, because this has been a difficult month losing an absolute legend uh, from the hockey ranks, someone who might not have uh, put the numbers on the ice, but basically... Uh, was an amazing contributor to the great one. And I'm going to name my champ for episode 19, the, the great one's dad, Walter Gretzky, uh, who unfortunately uh, we lost uh, earlier this month. Yep. Um, you know, Walter Gretzky is synonymous. Uh, when you think of Wayne, you're always thinking of his dad, and he was the best-known father of Canadian 
ice hockey, of course, being Wayne's dad. But when you think of all the championship things, and we've talked about a lot about champs and chums, you know, the, um, the guidance that he instilled in his, um, in, in his kids, of course, uh, Wayne and his other kids have, uh, had formidable careers, but Wayne is the great one. I mean, he, he, he built that backyard rink for his kids, right? He, um, uh, at the age of three was running Wayne through, um, you know, creative exercises and drills. I mean, and one of the greatest things about Walter Gretzky through the years is, um, he was always someone that was, um, wanted to, to be in touch with people and he was good with people. And, and I was firsthand evidence of that, of course, um, you know, in my time in healthcare, I've had the pleasure, Ashton, of, of uh, dealing with him on multiple occasions, um, you know. So it's great that um, I had an opportunity to, uh, to meet um, Walter, and I know he touched the lives of many Canadians, many around the world, young and old. And it's for those reasons I've selected Walter Gretzky as my champ of episode 19. Good stuff. All right, it's over to Ashton. It's over to you for your chum of episode 19. My chum is my friend Marlo. Great stuff. Marlo is uh, is a longtime chum of yours. Uh, why is Marlo your chum of episode 19? Well, she is very kind and she is my best friend. Oh, that's really nice of you to say, right? Kind of like BFF, I guess, eh, Ashton? Yeah, best friend forever. Best friend forever. Now, what are some of the fun things that you do with Marlo that you enjoy? Well, we play games online, like fun games, and we talk together. We love to socialize, and that's what really makes us best friends. We 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 just connect when when we um, see each other and. I, she's been my best friend for a long time, so... Oh, that's really nice, Ashton. Well, shout out to a friend of the show, Marlo, and uh, and her uh, her parents, and, uh, and her sister as well, too, right? Yep, Madison. Madison. Shout out to Madison as well, too. I know that uh, they're big fans of the show, but I know they're big fans of you, more importantly, Ashton. So that is why, Ashton, you've named Marlo your chum of episode 19. Good stuff. All right, I'm going to dial back as well, too, for my chum of episode 19. And uh, this one came up earlier this month because it was his birthday, right? And so I'm going back. I'm going way, way back, Ashton, to 1986. Ashton, what's the numbers on that? That's like, what, 35 years ago now? Yeah, 35 years ago. 35 years ago for this old chum. And I pulled up a picture because it was his birthday, and uh, I showed it to him, and, and it's got a sporting connection to it, uh, Ashton. But uh, nonetheless, folks, my chum of episode 19 is my old chum from back in junior school days, Robin. Robin, my chum, and actually his love for sport. Now, let me put that in focus, everybody. So Robin, myself, and Chris and Dexter, that four-person crew... Ashton in Scarborough back in like 1986 was the best boys relay team in the city. And your dad was part of that, uh, part of that crew. Can you believe that? 
I cannot believe that. Well, that I have the story to prove that. I've shown you the photo of yep. us winning the gold medal at the Scarborough Track and Field Championships, and Robin knows that well, right? And, you know, that's the one thing I, li- I love about school and sports and friendship, Ashton, is that when you look at actually a sport like relay, it took all of us from one pass of the baton to another to accomplish our goal of winning that championship, right? Yeah. So for that, and I mean, Robin loves hockey. He's a, he's a sports fan as well, too. In fact, I'm trying to remember, it might have been long jump or something like that. He would have won um, in that same year. But it's for all those good reasons, all those good times that we had at Charles Gordon. Robin, you're my chum of episode 19. Good stuff. All right, everybody. Well, we got one more segment to go. It's been a great one already. Hope you're having a magnificent march. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to episode 19 of Champs and Chums. And Ashton, it's now time to put a closing chapter on our show. And what a magnificent March episode it's been. But as I always do with every episode, and I'll share it here again, and I'd love for you to share it with the listeners, what did you learn today? Well, I learned more about amazing accomplishments by women in sports. Yeah, we sure did. I mean, uh, like we said earlier on that uh, fun father-son free-for-all segment, I mean, there's so many women that that have, will, and do more uh, amazing things in the world of sports, whether it be sports, the boardroom, all facets of life. And uh, we covered some real great ones there for sure. And uh, But we also had our special guest on the show as well too, right? What, yep. what did you want to share about Lindsay Eastwood? I learned more about her inspiring story. Well, she sure has an inspiring story, one for the ages. I mean, there's somebody who had a dream when she, she said it on the show, I mean, it was her eighth birthday and she her wish was to play professional hockey. And uh, boy, oh boy, did she ever do that in a in, uh, in, uh, large degree. And speaking of degree, not only a great athlete, Ashton, but an, a tremendous academic, right, as well, too. I mean, she yeah. shared with you, uh, all our listeners, about all the wonderful things she's done in... Um, going to the uh, Newhouse School, a prestigious school in the States for uh, for journalism, broadcasting, and communications. So um, I'm just really rooting for her for a lot of reasons, right? Because um, when she decides, Ashton, to hang up the skates, I think there's going to be lots of space for her in anything that she wants to do. What else, Ashton? Well, I actually learned more about birds. Well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, it was really nice to do that segment because, I mean, you know, spring is in the air. And uh, if we weren't talking about a swan, if we weren't talking about a goose, we were talking about a robin, a heron, or, or a jay, or just a plain bird. So that was a real fun segment. Yeah. And you learned a lot about birds too, right? Yep, I did. Good stuff. All right. Well, we want to thank you all for tuning in to episode 19 of Champs and Chums. And Ashton, who else do we want to thank for making this happen? We want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who helped produce the show. 
We also want to thank our special best of guest, Lindsay Eastwood, uh, wishing her all the best. Uh, great professional hockey player, star defender for the NWHL Toronto Six for joining us on the show. And Ashton, if fans want to uh, learn more and listen to our episodes, where can they subscribe? They can uh, listen at iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, CastBox. That's right, and you can follow us and connect with us on all our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Champs and Chums, our website, champsandchums.com. Ashton, this is going to be a marvelous, magnificent fist bump here on episode 19. Thank you so much for joining us on Champs and Chums. And Ashton, as we always say, Cheers to champs, cheers to chums, and cheers to an all-star day. Thanks for listening.